the future is in this authentic social interactions. Your shoppers are, are craving for them. So better offer that experience as soon as possible. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about organic social media. Probably one of the most difficult areas of e-commerce to get right. So we're starting... Not with an organic social media episode, with a bit of a curveball, which I think you're really going to appreciate. Now, if we take the point of organic social being about getting your customers reacting to your content and ultimately discussing it with each other in order to get that to lead to increased sales, then what we're discussing in this episode serves exactly the same purpose, but in a more tangible and immediate way. It's all about getting your customers to talk to each other in order to improve your conversion rates. So we're exploring that and some ways to go about doing it, both on your website and off your website. We will be talking a fair bit about the actual tool that's available from my guests because they're basically the only people doing this at the moment. So it's one of those ones where it's really hard to describe without talking about the tool. But we will be talking about interactive testimonials. We'll be talking about reviews. We're going to be talking about UGC. We're going to be talking a little bit about social. We're also going to be talking about connecting your customers with prospective customers and all kinds of other interesting ways that will improve conversion rates on your site. So make sure you listen right to the end because at the end of the interview, even my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of your business. And I will also be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve both your organic social media activity and your conversion rate optimization. So stay tuned to the end. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. In this episode, I'm chatting with e-commerce expert Mark Uramian. Mark is the co-founder and CEO at Most, a tool that enables you to connect new shoppers with local product owners to provide honest, authentic and unique shopping experiences, aka one-on-one social proof. Hello, Mark. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Great to have you here. I am so excited to share what your product does with our audience because for some of them it is like the most obvious thing they need to get integrated even though it's October (laughs) Um, but so it's brilliant to have you here thanks for taking the time before we get into all of that though how did you end up in this world of e-commerce how did I end up in e-commerce my journey in e-commerce goes back I would say 
five, six years now. One of my co-founders and I launched a boutique digital services agency in Canada, and we work primarily with e-commerce brands. We did everything from building websites on Shopify to running paid media campaigns on Facebook and Google. And that gave us insights into every part of the world on the consumer-facing side, the front end, and we fell in love with it. And ever since that point, we could not stop obsessing over what's the latest trends, what are the latest success stories in the e-commerce space, what are people doing in direct-to-consumer. And it's just a whole world of its own, kind of its own rabbit hole that you could just jump into and and never look back. And I think that's that's where the, the journey started and what brought us here today to launching most. And what led you to get into the world of kind of customer service and social proof and connecting all of that together? How did you end up, I guess I'm trying to say, why did you start most? So starting most, I guess, again, comes back from starting our, our agency. Starting the agency was just kind of happened organically, helping a brand out with, with their social media and paid media campaigns, and then kind of snowballing it into picking up more and more clients, and then officially kind of launching it into our own boutique agency, nothing nothing crazy, but we liked working more hands-on and one-on-one with clients and kind of doing everything ourselves. And in that experience, again, we had all this insights onto how these e-commerce brands operate. And that also showed us a lot of pain points that these these brands had. And one of them was so glaring to us, we just couldn't get it out of our heads. And we had this brand that was selling e-bikes primarily online and they had a showroom in in Montreal in, in Canada, but they would ship across the country. And as anyone that's purchased a, a relatively expensive product online, it's not easy to just add something to cart and check out that's starting at a few thousand you know, dollars, euros, pounds. Um, it's, it's quite a big purchase. And there's often several additional touch points that you need to have with that product before being, having that confidence to check out. And we noticed this to be a recurring theme on, on the campaigns we were running online. There would be people in across the country in different cities being like, hey, I'm in this city. Can I see the product here? Can I, you know, talk to someone here that owns it, get get their insights or, you know, and, and this was a recurring pattern that would come up. And we realized that there's this pain point here is that shoppers need more support in their, their purchase. And brand owners often don't, especially the smaller brands, I mean, even bigger brands who often get pulled in so many different directions, but they don't have the resources or capabilities to create this instant distributed network of, of touch points for their products everywhere. And so that light bulb moment clicked in us in our head is we realized that, hey, we already have customers, existing customers in these cities. What if we can pair that customer with that shopper and introduce those th- those two parties and have that existing customer support that shopper in making their their purchase. And that led us into different applications, you know, because there's this in-person meetup that could happen through an experience like this. There's also virtual connections that could happen where shoppers and customers pick up the phone and ask some questions. And then there's just the social proof where you could see people around you that own products and get to see their firsthand experience with it. And that's what ultimately led us to build out this platform that to recap all this in very simple terms, what it does, what most does is it connects undecided shoppers, a brand's undecided shoppers with existing happy customers in their local communities. I think, like I said earlier, I think it's so exciting what you're offering. And I'm sure some of this is going, oh my God, that would be amazing. But I suspect some who for whom it would be amazing are also going, 
letting the customers talk to each other. You know, there's that kind of like mental block of what if they tell them a bad thing and, and so forth. Do you find that's a barrier for people going down this route? Do you find that that's actually a problem that happens? It is something that crosses a brand owner's mind, right? It's like, okay, I'm putting my my customers front and center. There's there's a lot of implications there. What happens is naturally the customers that are interested in participating in this program end up being your best customers anyways, right? It's the ones that are obsessed with your product and obsessed with your brand. And they find out about this opportunity to participate in this, you know, community building exercise and, and join this, this community around the brand and to share their experiences with products. That's something that really only your best customers, it's a natural filter for your best customers that want to participate in it. That's, I guess, a way of getting around it. Of course, our platform, um, the most dashboard kind of helps brands track what kind of interactions are happening and what kind of experiences shoppers are happening with these owners. But at the end of the day, the goal is to keep this as authentic as possible. And that authenticity makes up in large volume in trust that you're building with your shopper beyond just having this tight-knit control over what your customers are actually saying. It'll make itself up for several times over. So it's kind of like a trust double whammy in that you've got the customer talking to someone who has the product, who's used the product. So there's that whole uh, kind of that one-on-one social proof element. But then you've also got the fact they're going, wow, they're encouraging me to talk to a past customer. That This must be good because if it was terrible, they wouldn't be enabling me to do this. There's, there's a bit of like a, a trust double whammy going on here. Exactly. I'm, I'm really happy you, br- you brought that up because we actually coined a term for that. We call it the halo effect. The halo effect is just the, the natural lift that your shopping experience will have on your website by implementing a program like this. We call that the halo effect because you are putting signals out there on your website that you're saying, I'm an open book. Here are some of you know our customers. If you want to have a, a conversation with them, go ahead. And and shoppers, that might be enough for them. They'll come to, we have different interfaces, that, you know, a map or tile interface, and they'll come to this this experience page on on the website. And sometimes it's enough for them to browse profiles of of your customers, see how they're using the product, read their bios, see pictures of the product, and you know they'll they'll go and they'll purchase from there. And and that has a very positive psychological effect on on the shopping experience. What we've seen is this kind of gravitational pull towards influencer marketing that's obviously very trendy in 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 e-commerce and brands i think are starting to realize that influencer marketing has lost its magic a little bit and shoppers too have realized this too is that there's this lack of authenticity now in influencers this is not i don't mean this is a blanket statement there's still a lot of brands that get this right but just sending your product to to someone and having them unorganically talk about it on social media is not what shoppers are looking for anymore. They're looking for real users and real stories and real experiences. And and that's what this program sets out to achieve. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one because it, it's like it's like any marketing method. As it evolves, you have to put a lot of work into finding the strategy that actually works for you. Like you say, it's not as simple as just chuck some product at some people who talked about something similar last week and hope it works, uh, you know, or pay a huge sum of money to a Kardashian. It's like there's a lot more nuance, a lot more skill involved in the whole process now. Whereas 
getting your customers to say what they think about your product in as many ways as you can, in as many formats as you can, and getting that content right there on the website where they're thinking of buying is, it's not a marketing strategy. It's a conversion rate optimization strategy. It's a happy customer strategy. It's it's all those kind of like e-commerce fundamentals rather than just being about driving the traffic. And I am going to come to a question, I promise, rather than just kind of waxing lyrical. I wanted to talk about what you guys are up to and share it with the audience because I think it's really cool. And like I said, I think for some of them, it's an absolute slam dunk of an idea. And I was like, where can we fit this in, in the keep optimizing thing? And the other thing I was, the other place where we could have put this was if we'd done a customer experience or a conversion rate optimization piece, because I think so often brands fall into that trap of thinking conversion rate optimization is about installing Hotjar and doing lots of A-B testing. And there's so much more to conversion rate optimization than that. So do you find people come to you for that conversion rate optimization? Is that one of their key reasons for coming to most? That's exactly where we slot in as a a tool in the kind of e-commerce ecosystem of tools that are out there. If we step back and we look at the shopping journey for a second in e-commerce, it's very messy. Yes, e-commerce has exploded over the last 10 years and, and you know, every brand starts direct to consumer first and retail, you know, traditional brick and motor second, if if that's even part of their strategy. And that's all great. But the reality is, is online shopping is still very, very messy and, and broken in a lot of ways. And what your consumer is experiencing is, is not pleasant. So if one of your shoppers is looking to buy one of your products, they'll have your brand's website open. They'll have two or three of your competitors' websites open. They'll have YouTube, Reddit, Trustpilot, Facebook. They'll have four or five other tabs of information that they're trying to get to. And what we kind of coined is this term that we say that they're looking to get to the aha moment. The aha moment is that point in time where they realize that your product is right for them. They're ready to add to cart and checkout. Now, Getting to that aha moment is, is really difficult. And what we found is that introducing that shopper, connecting them with an existing customer allows them to get to that aha moment faster. So these undecided shoppers that are coming to your website, helping them convert is part of your conversion rate optimization, which I guess is a long-winded way to to validate your point that, yes, this falls under that bucket of of CRO. Yeah, I think with, there's so many tools like yourselves out there now, which make CRO so much more interesting. And I say that as someone who loves looking at a spreadsheet and running tests, but so many more interesting and more human ways to improve your conversion rate. But one thing which we haven't, we're talking social proof here. I don't think either of us has yet used the word review. And we've definitely not yet used the word UGC. And before we hit record on this, you were saying about how one of the ways that you're developing what you're what you're doing is not just the one-on-one social proof element of it, but reaching a point of kind of interactive testimonials, which I've got like a a crazy 1980s view of interactive going on in my head, which I'm assuming is probably not what you're doing. So uh, how's that working and how's that helping increase conversion rates even further? Yeah, it's it's quite a a mouthful of buzzwords, but it, it is sort of lack of better term descriptive application of of what we're working on as well. So, you know, in full transparency, the way this journey started is this in-person meetup that we are striving for. You sell what we like to call high involvement good online, e-bikes, kayaks, outdoor furniture, barbecues, things that 
aren't just add to cart and checkout. There's there's a little bit more touch points in the shopping journey. You don't have a lot of touch points for your product across the geographic regions that you sell to. Let's tap into your customer base and have them become this touch point for your product. That was what we set out to build. And what happened naturally is brands were coming back to us and saying, this is great. And this is so much more than just this. And I hate this term and we try to stay away from it, but this is so much more than a try before you buy strategy for us. This is like our review system on steroids. And we we're like, you're right. Like this isn't just applied to these high involvement goods with long shopping journeys. This is the next iteration of reviews because reviews typically are one dimensional. You'll have you know a, a short few sentence description of, of a shopper's experience. 95% of the time it's five stars right? Brands are always filtering for, for their best reviews. And, and it's very kind of one-dimensional sitting on, on a website. What most does naturally is it kind of brings these reviews to life. It's, it's a step further than that. It's like, okay, here's my experience with the product. And if you have questions, you could reach out to me. And by also adding this map interface, like layering this on an interface where you have these pins distributed on a map, it also makes it localized too, which is a word that we haven't talked about. So think of it in, in very specific context for, for product categories. Let's say you're shopping for a kayak. So I find someone that lives in Western United States that paddles on lakes in, in Oregon. And I see that there's a, a customer there that owns that kayak in that same region as me. I could ask them very specific questions about how that product performs in the same conditions that I plan on using it in which is also something that is not otherwise possible with the reviews. So that's where we have started with the term interactive testimonials, because it's it's not just a one-way application, it's, it's two ways. It's that ability to converse back and forth with a real customer. I'm sure many of us as consumers can relate to going, okay, it was a bit tight, but I want to know this, or okay, it didn't, you know, your Nutribullet didn't manage to tackle that or it broke, but what did it break on? Were you trying to do bricks or something? You know, we want those follow-up questions. So I think uh, I think that's that's awesome. And then this is Organic Social Media Month. One of the biggest trends in e-commerce ads and influencers, which kind of straddles between ads and organic social, and in organic social is UGC, user-generated content. And we, you know, we hear a lot about the more traditional review platforms encouraging their customers to reuse review content across their other channels. Is that something which it's possible to do with the content that is generated through these interactive testimonials, through these one-on-one pieces too? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the best parts of this program is when shoppers will create profiles to be listed on on this interface. And in those profiles, they'll add a bio about themselves. We want to create that trust and let, let the shopper get to know who the customer is a little bit. They could talk about how they use the product. And then they upload pictures of the product as well. And in that, they could consent to letting the brand repurpose those images across their social media as well. So yeah, it's it's a great driver for for UGC as well. There's all kinds of applications that that can be taken and 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 kind of mapped out with this program. But but really, just having customers tell stories 
of your product. I mean, you could just think of the applications that are endless from social media to blogs to to ads to PR pushes. It's just, it's really endless. Nice. I it, Like you say, it just gives so many ideas for content strategies and marketing strategies and all the rest of it. Thank you so much, Mark, for taking us through all of that. Before we move on to the insider tips, is there anything we've missed that we should let the audience know or any kind of key message you'd like them to take away from our chat thus far? You know, the theme here is Organic Social Media Month. We could also repurpose the title of this video to just be the most buzzword terms that we throw out there. But I think there's a lot of purpose in this is part of UGC and part of organic media. Where this application goes as well is we like to call it digital word of mouth. So part of what we were thinking in our head when creating this is the most powerful way to promote a product organically is through word of mouth. I think that that's a surprise to no one. Study after study that shows that the best way to discover a product and and the most powerful influence on your decision-making process is someone recommending that product to you. And we think of that happening naturally in person. If I cross someone on the street and I see what kind of you know leash they're using on their dog because it's cool or different and you know I'm walking my dog, I might ask them and that's going to have a very powerful effect for me. A lot of what we kept in mind when designing the experience of our platform most is what is the digital version of word of mouth? Well, how, how do you kind of take this ability to bump into someone and learn about the product and, and create a digital version of that experience? And so in a way, that's kind of what's happening here too, is if you come to this interface on a brand's website, you put in your, your region and you're like, wow, my neighbor a few blocks down owns this and I could just kind of bump into him digitally and ask him some questions about the product. That's that digital word of mouth application. So I, I think that that's kind of cool and, and neat too, that I, I, I thought would be quite relevant and very fitting for organic social media month. Very fitting. So thank you so much for adding that into the mix, Mark. It's been great picking your brains about all of this today. Uh, listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Mark's insider tips and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things ever further in your business. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Okay, Mark, so far we've gone deep into one-to-one social proof. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of the e-commerce landscape. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with organic social media, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Mark, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? the best way that they'll find success is to truly obsess over the product that they sell. I think that today in e-commerce, it's no longer enough to just slap a product on a website and and kind of run a bunch of ads and, and hope you drive sales. You really have to just be so obsessed with what you're selling because you are going to have to create so much content and be so out there with what you're selling and, and engage in communities and, and create 
how to's and leave advice and best practices and everything around your industry is so important to to be deep inside of it that if you're not really into the product that you're selling or the brand that you're starting, it's not going to feel natural. I think the brands that have the most success are started by founders that kind of naturally wanted to get into that space to begin with. And for them, it's just natural to talk about it and put out content about it. So I think that would be my my advice. Nice. I like that take on it all. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? I really don't like this answer, but it's just so true. And I, I think that we talk about it a lot, but we just often don't end up doing it. But it really is the A-B test. I mean, back in my digital services days, clients would kind of use their intuition a lot and say like, I think this creative is better. I think this copy is better. I think this image is better to use on an ad or to use on a landing page. And it's like, yes, you could, you might be right, but we don't know. Your opinion is as good as mine. And I mean, yes, you'll have certain takes because you know your brand and you know your audience, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is, is the numbers. And so actually properly running those experiments will give you the best insights into what's learning. I know this is not groundbreaking, Chloe. I know you've covered this many times, but I guess it just can't be said enough. Well, no, because as you say, so so many of us, and I include myself in that, frequently fail to do it and certainly fail to do it right as well. It's one of those things you kind of have to keep going back to and refreshing, I think. So loving the fact you brought that up. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yes, so obvious, but I don't know. Is it overlooked? I think that everything Shopify is doing today is worth following. So just get as many touch points on Shopify's content. Go on Twitter and follow Harley, the founder, follow their social pages on LinkedIn and follow people that are working in Shopify themselves, people that are building stores, that are building e-commerce because the discussions, the conversations are so helpful and impactful. There's debates happening on LinkedIn every day. There's people just really nerding out on this stuff. And the best way to learn is, you know, rather than you having to run experiments yourself, being able to tap into the community that's very lively and active out there, you know, you could exponentially increase the amount of wisdom and results that you get by just tapping into other people's experiences with this. So I think every everything around Shopify right now is very exciting and worth a follow. I think that's a brilliant answer. And uh, not least because it's one of those ones where I, I challenge anyone listening not to find someone or one content stream that's coming out of Shopify at the moment that isn't relevant to them. It's actually incredible. And they're moving at such a fast pace that the, the, the company is just pumping out new features and new ideas every every month. And, and every one of those features has an interesting discussion around them and, and uh, an angle to e-commerce excellence. So it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Finally, it is crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? So, uh, of course, my answer is going to be a bit biased because this is what we're focused on. But I mean, at the same time, there's a reason why we're focusing on this. It's because we so truly believe that this is going to be a cornerstone to to every e-commerce business going forward. But it's really that, you know, one-to-one social proof, call it social commerce, again, maybe a bit of a buzzword, but I think that that's, that's key to growth going forward. You know, an anecdote that I find quite interesting is in our in our fundraising journey, a lot of 
investors would ask us, why isn't ChatGPT just going to replace this? Because people, you know, why do you need to speak to a, a customer? You could just ask robots for the answer, right? And I was like, okay, I mean, you have a point. Our, our vision of the future is that as things become more robotic and everything is AI and automated, people are going to cherish and long for those human interactions where they could get that kind of one-on-one advice. But we were like, okay, maybe there's some merit here. So we took some of the questions that were being asked to some of our our hosts on our platforms and and we asked it to chat GPT. We said, here's a question that a shopper is asking an existing customer. What would the answer be if, if we asked that same question to an AI bot? And poetically, the answer was, I kid you not, Chad GPT said, the best way to get your answer to this question is to speak to an existing customer. So I guess all that to say, I think that the future is in this authentic social interactions. Your shoppers are, are craving for them. So better offer that experience as soon as possible. Excellent. And I, I, uh, I love that anecdote too. That's the sort of thing as a marketer you dream of happening. So very cool. Um, Mark, we're very nearly at the end of the show now. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and most? Yeah, we're on uh, most, most.io, M-O-A-S-T, most like toast. We are pretty active on on LinkedIn, and we are constantly working on on new features. We're constantly trying to push the boundaries on what this experience looks like for shoppers. One one exciting thing we're working on is a public Shopify app, so we'll be deeply integrated into the Shopify ecosystem, which is very exciting because it's going to open up a lot of new potential with with a product like this and a lot of capabilities uh, that should be coming out relatively soon. So I would check that out as well. And if, uh, we're always happy to have conversations about this experience, this facet of e-commerce. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, as I said, it's been brilliant chatting to you. I'm really pleased we've managed to share what you're up to with the audience. So um, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Chloe. I really enjoyed it. So everyone, how can you get one-to-one social proof into your business? How can you create those interactive testimonials? Would your prospective customers really love to be able to speak to an existing customer? Could you turn your existing customers into kind of mini showrooms around the country or even around the world? Whole load of stuff to think about there and some really interesting thinking points from Mark too. You can get the links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. You can also use our special direct to episode short links. That's keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number is of this episode. Put that in the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page of the website. Couple less clicks for you there. When you get to the website, do add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to continue learning about organic social media, not that we entirely covered that today, but to do that, you can scroll back up your feed to episodes 62 to 65, which each cover a different aspect of making it work for you. You can also find all our organic social media content via the short link keepopt.com forward slash social that includes a few episodes we put out in different themed months on the show as well. And we were talking quite a lot about conversion rate optimization and customer experience there. We covered that about this time last year in episodes 123 to 127. So you go plenty to get stuck into whilst you wait for the next episode in our organic social media month. 
Whilst you're listening to all of that, please do let your fellow marketers know about the show because we produce it to help as many of you as possible to improve the performance of your e-commerce marketing. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimising.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Find the latest e-commerce tech at keepopt.com forward slash tech.